0: Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Education in Daba, another Voice of the Cape
1: 91.3 FM stereo.
2: And welcome back. Uh, of course, Education in Daba on the Voice of the Cape myself, to Did in 41 Ahmed, with Yasira Adonis uh, this uh, evening. And of course, uh, lots of things to look forward to. Obviously, the first item on the agenda, it, we'll be looking at uh, uh, digital solutions for your children. I think uh, uh, something that uh, has really become, Yasira, a, a, a mainstay of society today. Technology moving us into the, into the next chapter. Uh, uh, and it's uh, scary sometimes where technology is taking us.
1: At I mean, now we're looking at, and shukran Fasih, you know we're looking at how the world is made up today um, We're looking at how we communicate, nobody phones each other anymore I will see where you are on Instagram or Facebook or send you a WhatsApp message And so we're moving and, and we very, we've become very instant And I must say this, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing And, and it's probably situation dependent, but everything is fast With technology and you know you're looking at how much this what's the speed if you get fiber optics um, uh, compared to normal ADS L line or nobody even knows what dial up is anymore so we are moving very fast we are becoming very instant but it is changing the game completely and when I say game I'm talking about since grade R up until metric so we'll wait for our guests to to be introduced but we need to start to recognize that a textbook is no longer the source of information if i do an assignment i'm not really going to look in the textbook am i I'm going to take my phone, Google it, and see what comes up. I think definitely
2: uh, we learn a lot quicker through you know this new information superhighway that's been uh, made available to us nowadays. The apps for your phones, the apps for your laptop, uh, for your for your, for your tab and programs for your laptop to help you learn. And I think um, you know it's it's made it more dynamic. And do not you think it's it's kind of suited? Uh, parents in the way that they are more uh, willing to homeschool their children now because there are all these facilities and resources
1: look a lot of people have opted to homeschool their children but i think if you're looking across the board we're looking at 10 percent fussy Hmm. a lot of parents are still sending their children to school and there's various aspects you know the socialization of your child interacting with their peers what skills they learn at school and sometimes children learn better if they learn with their peers and by their peers. And so, you know, even teaching methodology is somewhat changing to accommodate the new child because if you put us in a classroom like that you we'll all probably be like um, <laughs> we don't understand what's happening what's going on um, these educators that uses whatsapp as a form of communication with students um, they get homework they do the math the teachers on standby to assist so I'm That's learning crazy. whilst doing my project to homework etc and so on so a new face for what is happening in our world Fasir
2: indeed definitely uh, we are in uh, 2017 <laughs> Uh nonetheless uh obviously um we, as mentioned we'll be talking about uh, education and technology the uh, first segment uh is entitled No Your Child Isn't Bad at Maths, uh, <laughs> and we'll unpack exactly what that means. Our guest in studio is uh, Mr. Marius Duplessis, and he is a cat- he's with Catalyst Via Africa. Uh, Marius, uh, good evening. Welcome to Education Adaba. Good evening. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> it's a pleasure, sir. Now, um, first of all, tell us about Catalyst Via Africa. W- w- what are they all about?
0: Via Africa, we've been in the market for about 70 years actually now. Last <laughs> We originally started publishing textbooks for schools, so a lot of listeners probably used some of our textbooks and we, we published from grade R to grade 12 and we also published for FET colleges. Mm-hmm. But a couple of years ago, in alignment with the government's drive to start implementing digital learning in schools, we realised if we want to remain relevant and if we want to keep on contributing to the educational landscape, we really have to have to change our game as you mentioned earlier. and, and keep up to date with what's happening in terms of learning, in terms of how learners learn, in terms of how teachers teach, and in terms of the platform that mm. they use to do that. So we've developed all of our books and are now available as ebooks with interactive assets, and we have apps that we've developed for tablets. Um, and when we get to talk about maths in a bit, I'll, I'd like to talk a bit <coughs> about by Africa Tabs or Maths, which is a sort of a revolutionary maths program that we're introducing into the market.
2: Now when you talk about um, you know digitizing uh, a lot of these uh, these resources, these physical resources, um, are you digitizing parts of it or, or uh, are you able to digitize an entire you know, set of work? Uh, how does that work and, and, and is there a different approach in how you would set it out on, on an Apple or some other facility as opposed to how you would get it in a hard copy?
0: It's a, it's a complicated question and I'm going to try and answer it in the simplest way possible. Book publishing has basically been the same industry for about 500 years. It's worked the same way. Somebody writes something, it gets typeset, it gets printed and it gets distributed. And the world doesn't work that way anymore. Of course there are still books, there are still textbooks being published, novels being published, but what we have to keep in mind is how the end user is going to consume the content. Mm. They might be listening to it, they might be watching it, they might be reading it. Uh, There's lots of different iterations. So essentially the content we produce has to remain educationally sound. Mm. It it has to still follow the national curriculum, Mm. it has to have the CAPS content in it, but we are looking at how different people can access the same content on different platforms so some schools might prefer to use printed textbooks and some schools might prefer to use multimedia-enriched ebooks mm-hmm. but it is our responsibility to make sure that regardless of the platform that you're using you're still getting the best access to content available to you
1: is so. And and that's quite informative, and I think the main reason why, and this is a very good break from, I wouldn't say call it the old system, but how things have been done in the past. Now, when we speak education, we think about going to school, seeing your teacher, sitting in your little desk, and the teacher provides you the content, and you sit and you listen, and there's some kind of activity, and then we eventually write exams on it. But when we're speaking about digital education... How does that change the game of how we learn? And I think it's very important because, and I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, you know, my kid will take the tablet and, you know, search what Manchester United score because he's a Manchester United fan, so he's eight years old. And if that's what he's doing at eight, I'm trying to think what's he going to do when he actually gets to standard five or grade seven. What is digital education within our system today and where do you see it going from here onwards?
0: I think digital education is the most wonderful and most fascinating thing to happen in the last couple of years. Um, notably because what it does is it allows our children, it allows the learners to continually learn. There's There's an opportunity to enrich your life every hour of every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, when we were were at school, you sort of had, if you were lucky, you had a media centre with some really old books in it that were probably outdated by the time you got to it. So the really sort of die-hard researchers would go in there and look up something on the pyramids or something like that. But now it's so easy for even somebody that's really young to have access to this vast world of information out there and with stuff like youtube and Mm. facebook even you know it's easy to see what you need to be seeing so if you have a task on volcanoes you can just go onto youtube watch a video about how volcanoes work and there you go and sometimes that's much easier than studying a textbook or maybe even listening to a teacher in class it's changing the way that we operate and i want to divide we into three different groups it's how the learners operate Mm -hmm. how the parents have to operate and how the teachers operate and that can be intimidating it can be absolutely terrifying but it doesn't have to be the tools are out there and what we need to accept is that our children our learners are going to be engaging with technology that's a given that's not changing we need to make sure that the way they engage with it is the right way and that they are equipped to do it in a way that's meaningful to them mm-hmm. as well,
1: yeah. so, you know, you you made reference to maths earlier on. What kind of math kid were you at school? Because the moment you mention the word math, there is 90% of the people in the room just go stone cold. I was never good at it at school. I doubt that I'm going to be able to help my kid. What was it about math that scared you the most at school?
2: I think you know uh, when we started dealing quadratics, that's when I froze. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that's that's the problem. with You when, and 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 uh, you know, again, like I said, you know, uh, I. When I started using, uh, although my resources were limited, when I, when I started using multimedia uh, in order to in, 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 uh, enable myself to understand those concepts, it became easy for me. So I, I see the benefit in it. But I want to a- ask the question: Then, um, obviously, South Africa, with all its infrastructure problems and uh, perhaps lack of resources, we are in essence as we are told a third third world country. Um, so, are you, does South Africa have the resources to support digital education?
0: we definitely do have the resources and a lot of those resources sit with with big corporates mm. so a lot of money every year is given to education through CSI funds which, which is w- every company that has a, a turnover more than a certain round value has to give back to the community right that's a legal obligation okay, so, mm-hmm. so about two years ago the amount that was given back by corporates for education in the country was 4.1 billion rand. Now that is that is a, a lot of money, money yeah. so the money is there. The technology exists, the skills also exist. We for example, we have, we decided three years ago, let's test this out, let's, let's see what happens if you take a shipping container, you repurpose it, you put tablets in there, you put uncapped Wi-Fi in there, and you put it in a school in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't help if we try and do that in, in the, the middle of Cape Town. Yeah. I mean, of course it will work there. <laughs> That's not where the problem is. The problem is in the middle of nowhere. So we have one of these, we call them VADEC, so Via Africa Digital Education Centre. Awesome. We have one in Limpopo, we have one in Free State, one in Pumalanga, and one in the Eastern Cape. Now, we saw the most amazing results at these centres. So this is a rural school. Most of the children there never even... Had seen a tablet or knew what it was, but at that stage, yeah. when we started working with them, so once every two months we go up to the schools, we work with the teachers, we work with the learners, and you know we saw kids in a in a span of six months going from a twelve percent maths average to a seventy percent maths That's average insane. because of the access that they have, because mm. of the confidence that they get, because they feel more connected, they feel there is a world out there that I want to see, that I want to explore. So it has, it has a an impact right now but it also has an impact on the way that the learners view their world and it gets them excited
2: I believe that um, you know it's just a different way to learn for everyone I don't believe that um, you know some people are just bad at this or bad at that I think it's about um, a different approach perhaps some people are visual some people are auditory uh, and I, I you know you can really shop around on the internet for what will suit your needs in terms of how, how you're going to be able to learn um, and and I think that you know when it, it's been proven by you know the initial that you guys have taken with these with these uh, portable should I say information hubs in a yeah. sense now, now, tell us um, if, if we look at South Africa and uh, we look at uh, digital education would you say that uh, this is something that's growing uh, exponentially now in the last 10 years since technology has taken off or would you say it's still very it's still very slow is government willing to you know embark on this new digital age
0: I think if you look at provinces like the Western Cape or at Hateng, you'll see that that it's definitely happening there. Mm. there. There are provincial policies in place to drive it, um, Hateng rolled out tablets, to I think it was 88,000 tablets that they rolled out a couple of years ago to different schools. The Western Cape has their extensive project of making sure that every school has an IT lab and access to technology, so it, it, there are some provinces where it's happening some provinces are lagging behind a bit but I think overall the government realizes the importance of this if we want to remain relevant in the bigger context Mm. for Africa for the the rest of the world this is something that we can't afford not to implement and I think government's very aware of that but it's also you know it's a very (laughs) tricky thing to implement you can't just one day not have any take and the next day go well all teachers now have to use technology. Yeah. That, yeah. that also won't work. Mm-hmm. So Th-
1: yeah, Marius, you know, and, and I'm listening to you and I'm looking at me as a kid in school and the computer lab was there to type your assignments, yeah, math, and print it. We didn't have...
2: You had a computer lab that typed assignments and printed
1: <laughs> Yes. Right. I went to a very good school, Mr. Bridges. Thank you so much for all your wonderful support. So there wasn't a lot for us to engage in I mean our access to information and I'm focusing on access because it's a very important point I will not learn if I can't access information now we know in the Western Cape we have um, the MEC has a plan and so does the the SG the head of education around making internet available at every single school so we have the LAN and the WLAN and we have our little hub you know set up in in schools and i think NeoTal is the is the service provider and so they can come out and do i don't know whatever checks and so on but how accessible is this product before we get to maths yeah. right this product and we're looking at the western cape as a whole let's okay. take like one of the provinces who is actually strong and started to implement this process how available is the access and so we're spanning it out we're looking at your West Coast people we're looking at uh, Balfour West those how are they able to access it and is it available because here in the metropole sure
0: yeah you see that's the the great benefit of, of digital is that it's available everywhere but the great drawback of digital is if you don't have access then you can't get it so the answer is it's available everywhere in the world to anybody who has access to the internet. Mm-hmm. And that will depend largely on where you're situated, in which province you are, in which city you are, mm-hmm. what your socioeconomic environment looks like. But having said that, we also realize that in order to make an impact here with this product, which is Taptor that I'm talking about now, we have to we have to provide access to people who don't have it yeah so we've established three via Africa TabTool math centers right so these are there's one in Durbanville there's one in Pretoria and there's one in Johannesburg and essentially what these are is it's a center that's run by a qualified maths teacher it has 20 or so Samsung tablets in it and learners come in for extra math lessons that's essentially what they do and on these tablets they use this program called TabTool now TabTool is if you see it, your your mind will be blown. <laughs> this is the most amazing product. Um, we license the American... It's an American company that developed it and we have the, the rights to, to distribute it in South That's Africa. Mm-hmm. And essentially what it does is it combines the power of technology with an actual human tutor, right? So if you're a parent at home and you feel like your kid needs some extra maths lessons, you download this app, you subscribe to it, And it starts off with a diagnostic assessment that determines exactly where the problem areas that your learners, that your child have, is, and it follows something called the Singapore Maths model. And the Singapore Maths model says. We need to pay attention on the areas where there are problems. If a child can do multiplication, don't let them practice that. They already know that. Mm -hmm. Figure out what the problem areas are and focus on only that. And sometimes that problem area, if your child is in Grade 6, maybe they still have a problem area from Grade 3, but our school system assumes that if I'm in Grade 6, I'm okay with all math up to that point, and that often isn't the case, so what this product does is it says Okay, you might be grade 6, but maybe you have a problem area in grade 3. Let's fix it on the grade 3 level, right. and then we move up to the grade 4 level, and then the grade 5 level, and then the grade 6 level. If you're in grade 12 and you don't know how to do grade 7 maths, you aren't going to be able to do grade 12 maths. That It's as simple as that. And this program allows the tutor and the technology together to identify exactly where the problem area is, what grade level it's at, and then to address it there.
2: Well, we're always speaking to my Mr. Uh, Catalyst Divine Africa. He's representing them this evening and talking about uh, uh, technology and education, and how we can, uh, you know, kind of bring <laughs> the two together. But yeah. I, I just want to pose this question: Can That is, of course, we've we've heard about the, you know the surgeons are uh, this uh, technology that's just kind of exploded and the new ways of being able to, in a sense, you know, did I've learned and build young people's uh, uh, capacity in various aspects of the schooling life, but we want to also ask the question does this not start to replace traditional you know forms of of, of education because when we're talking about apps, this takes a, a completely different mm-hmm. you know train of thought mm-hmm. and, a, and an approach as well The question that I want to pose basically is does this replace the current form of education in schools and it's an unfair question to ask but do we'll ask it. Can we see digital solutions replacing conventional teaching in the near future?
1: <laughs>
0: that's It's a very loaded question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I see that unfair, but I have to ask it. Quite unfair, I see, I must say. But it is
0: also, I mean, it's something that's at the forefront of everybody's minds. Yeah. And I think the benefit <laughs> of a teacher can never be replaced with technology because technology is essentially just a new platform that we're using. 2,000 years ago the technology might have been papyrus or, you know, 1,000 years ago it might have been, or 500 years ago it was printed textbooks and now it's still printed textbooks. The, The platform might change, but we need a facilitator. We need somebody who's qualified, who knows what they're doing to facilitate the learning. If you just take a bunch of tablets and give it to a bunch of eight-year-olds and say, go and learn, they won't be able to. They need somebody to facilitate the process for them. So I think it's very important that everybody understands that a teacher will not be replaced. The role the teacher plays might change. The way in which the teacher teaches will most definitely change. But an education system cannot exist without teachers. It's as simple as that. You can't just put a bunch of kids in a classroom with no teacher and go, understand maths Mm -hmm. now. It, It doesn't work like that. So the ways in which teachers teach definitely change um and you know that's why we we have a series of sites accredited training courses for teachers that that specifically address this because you're now a teacher and you're going how do i do this you know how do i where do i even begin Mm -hmm. so it's very simple it's a two-hour training session and it ranges from i've never in my life worked with a tablet to how do I implement an ICT policy at my school, how right. do I gamify my classroom, mm-hmm. how do I use Facebook in the classroom, how do I use Twitter in the classroom. So it's it's these bite-sized, compact sessions that teachers can do. You can do it online or you can do it in face-to-face training. And each of them gives you five professional development points Awesome And yeah, that helps teachers to, to know how to use the technology
1: So, you know, we, we're talking about technology, Fasih and, and I posed the question to you and, and you said, you know, when you came to, I don't know, quadrilaterals I can't even remember math, that's how long ago I did it I don't even know what I did in math So, you know, um, Catalyst via Africa says No, your child is not bad at math Yet the child themselves feels as if math is that elephant in the room. We don't talk about it. We go to school. We hope we pull through. What is the importance of math as a subject? Because we have that question a lot coming up. And what what are the skills that math leaves you with? Because if I want to become a lawyer, I don't really need math. I can do math lit. So speak to us about no for those kids who are very interested in doing math. How do I, with TabTool, Tell myself that I'm not bad at math and I know we, we spoke about the grade system mm-hmm. where they're at and so on mm-hmm. but I need something more to right. actually say listen this is the route that I'm going because right. as I understand you you have the licensing mm-hmm. which is awesome you subscribe which means you'll either pay every month or you'll pay once of payment etc and mm-hmm. so on so first that and then second to that Besides the results in Limpopo, mm-hmm. right, when we're going from 12 to 70%, what has it done for the Western Cape? Has it been rolled out? Is there some kind of alliance with WCED? How does that whole process work with Catalyst via Africa?
0: Okay, I'm going to start off by talking about nobody's actually bad at math, right? So, as a society we push the idea that math is difficult, that you should be afraid of it, Uh that everybody's inherently bad at it, Uh that you have to spend ages and ages working on it to be good at it. And now, frankly, all of that's just not true. Uh Um, I think from a very young age, learners are so petrified of doing math that when they sit in that classroom, that their first thought is, this is going to be so difficult because that's what they've been told their whole life. True. Math to answer your question about what's the point of math, math is it teaches you how to think. We don't need to know how to add or multiply. We all have calculators on our phones. <laughs> that that's not the skill that math gives us is not figuring out what ratios are yeah. or or what the degrees of a triangle are. That's what those things teach us is how to think right so you, you mentioned the example of I want to become a lawyer. knowing how to think critically is exceptionally important <laughs> if you're a lawyer so yeah. and math, especially at high school level, really facilitates that process. It helps you to look at a, a complex problem and go how am I going to solve this um, And you know any adult every day of their life looks at a complex problem and go, how am I going to solve this? It might be a relationship problem. It might be a family issue. It might be a traffic problem. I usually take this route to work, but now this road is closed. How, what's the optimal way for me to get to work still on time? You know, all of that, th- those are thinking skills that we learn through math. Mm-hmm. Um, so it isn't about the numbers. It isn't about the the angles and the logarithms and trigonometry and all of that. Um, those are tools to help us learn how to think so that's the first part <laughs> the second part is the success of Tab 2 in the Western Cape so we have a center in Durbanville where learners come to practice math um, assisted by their by the in-center math teacher and we've seen great results for them these are learners from different schools different awesome. it's it's X Model C schools, it's other types of schools from different quintiles. Yeah. Um, we have some learners fr- from a nearby orphanage going to the, the centre. So we've seen great math results there over the last year since the centre opened. Um, in terms of a partnership with the WCED, we that's an ongoing discussion. It's, it's tricky to implement right. a, a, a product provincially just mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat. But we we've been in talks with them, and they really like it. And I think anybody who who has worked with the product will know that it's it's astounding. It really is just the most amazing piece of technology you will. You will ever encounter really it's wonderful the
1: the reason why i ask you marius is the western cape education department has developed their own kind of e-learning portal and you know e-learning sites where you can get all kinds of information regarding lessons and content etc and so on Um, and i'm speaking more to how do we introduce the actual online tutor Mm-hmm. Which is quite different to me, loading down worksheets, etc. and so on. So something to think about, something mm-hmm. moving forward. I like the fact that there is engagement with the WCD mm-hmm. because everything has to be CAPS aligned because right. we write exams right. on the CAPS curriculum. So, Fasir, do you think that this kind of app or um for lack of a better word, kind of, you know, online tutor, would have assisted you with math when you were in school?
2: I think definitely because I was very much technologically inclined. Um and I think that's, you know, I learned far, I learned faster from other sources and I yeah. do from a book who traditionally have so I think definitely And again I, I mean I have to echo uh, Maris' uh, words That no kid is bad At maths Or at I- any other subject it's, I feel it's And that's my personal opinion I feel it's, feels the way It's explained to you um, How that lesson Is set out for you uh, Whether you're getting it From a resource That you're familiar with Or that you interact with On a regular basis yeah. And I think uh, The reason why kids Are thriving We've proven this In the rural areas as well With uh, one of these Mobile units Is the fact that kids uh are once they can shop around once again for that for that particular uh you know explanation that that tailors and suits their uh, understanding it makes it easy for them to absorb that information and uh yeah um differently so but there's a question that's come in here at csn i'm worried about the, ch- the children that struggle in class already and now still technology also so i mm-hmm. think this person's concerned about the fact that um, you know, kids are already studying in class. now. We yeah. introduce technology to complicate the situation. However, I think it's, it's. Yeah, I think we can put that, that worry to bed in the sense that kids now use cell phones nowadays better than their parents, and they engage with various other mediums through that social media, which at the beginning we thought was, really, was very complicated, has become simple to them. Uh, I mean, kids are not able to hack their parents' phones and <laughs> you know do all kinds of things. So I don't think that I don't know.
0: How uh, yeah. do you feel, Marius?
1: Yeah, Marius.
0: So I'm going to take a step back and, and talk about different generations. Yeah. So I'm part of the millennial generation, people born between 1981 and about 1991, around there. Um, the, and we are considered to be quite technologically adept. The learners that are now grade one, they are part of generation alpha. And these are the millennials kids. <laughs> and they they don't know what a world without technology is right these are babies of three years old pinching photos on tablets yeah. these are you know that's the level of integration that younger children have with technology today and that's not just in in richer areas or in richer countries it's all over the world it's children growing up with a cell phone in their hand essentially mm. and and You know, technology is so part of especially young people's lives I don't think that should be a concern but that they'll have difficulty understanding the technology and I also think it's important to note that they they want to understand the technology it's cool it's fun yeah
1: yeah you know I'm listening to I I miss the millennial um, birth what so I'm not part of the Millennials Fasih. I just... Well, I am. Well, um, I am. That's awesome, I'd highlight that. Yes, I'm part of a club. I'm sitting and I'm thinking, you know, growing with the times. um, That time period, not born into it, but I had to learn to adapt to what is happening. If you're looking at my professional development points from HPCSA, I can do some courses online. I don't have to physically go to a course to do it. If I get lost... I Google Maps yeah. the address. If I need to know what a word means, um I Google it, so a lot of things that you need or want to answer to is via Google. So how? Yes, Vasil
2: I want to ask You're the question. you burning. Yeah, to I ask want to me ask me this question. question because
1: I can't say when I was born, though.
2: No, 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 no. Okay. no that's not the question I want to ask. You. I think, I think also, you know, sometimes, and and my question is centered around a lot of complaints that people people of the millennial area have, and that is uh, that. As as, as, as as a student in the class you're no longer writing long form. Uh, you're getting your, 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 your multiple choice questions, you, you're getting your resources uh, and now with technology coming in where you're going to be using apps and all of these things, um, doesn't it take away some of the research element? Um, you know, going to a physical library and reading, does that not play an important role? I think that's the question some people, and again, you know, if we're playing devil's advocate here, yeah. uh, this person obviously uh, has holds that view asking this question. Definitely. So does that not take away the research element And is uh, that, that people feel is an important part of development because... Tie these concepts together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people feel that you might be cheating the system uh, by virtue of you know shortcutting. Okay, at uh, least tie these two things together. Okay, that works. So we're well, looking
1: I, at life skills. Yeah. In, yes, in, in life, a nutshell. life
0: skills in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look,
0: as with anything, it technology and digital learning has positives and it also has negatives. There's no getting around that. And research is definitely one of them. Um, and I think that's where the educator comes in, and that's also where the parent comes in. Is is we need to the, the problem is no longer finding out what the fact is. The problem is finding out where to find out what the actual fact is. Right? So the learner needs to know where do I go and look, because are. Th- I mean, we all know about fake news. Um, yeah. It's all yeah. over the show. So it, it's impo- the learner needs to know where do I find this, and maybe that has to be in a physical library. The problem is most physical libraries in our country are under-resourced, the books that are in there are old, they are outdated and sometimes not relevant. So technology offers us the opportunity to get access to the most recent accurate information if we know how to get it Mm -hmm. and that's where the parent and the teacher will come in. Well, uh, yes, I, I know I, I
2: didn't want to cut you with the end of which I had to but Because um, you
1: were burning you... <laughs> to ask the question, like nobody in the studio could stop you for side. So I, okay, I know, I know, you could feel you my know, energy from the side Yeah, we could, we definitely yeah. could
2: So the question that you wanted to ask, because obviously this will be our last one for the segment uh, Was send it around?
1: You know, we were looking at at moving forward and not being part of it, but but we all needed to adapt. Now, and and I think the point that I was going to make, and not really a question to Marius, but, you know, in support of where we are going as a nation and as the world, you can go anywhere and still WhatsApp from where you are, um, be it in Zambia or London, you can still communicate with everybody else. How quickly we had to learn that things don't work the old way anymore. Now, and, and I like the listeners' um, message around, you know, already moving from the life skill. And to a certain extent, yes, Marius, we are. Um, we're not taking our children to physically manage a book because you can get Winnie the pool on the tablet. They all fancy in all colors and actually read the book. But I think, and I must agree with you, that the teacher plays a vital role. And so school excursions to the aquarium, or we don't have a zoo anymore, um, but to various places. We're still learning certain life skills there, but we need to be cognizant of the fact that our children... Are more digitally inclined. And so I'm here in support of TabTO. I just, you know, Googled it while I was speaking to you and, you know, looked at the app. It seems very really interesting. Um, it, it's a quick overview. Fasih, for you and math and TabTO and moving forward, what would you like to say to the listeners before Marius around what you've encountered here being a millennial? Well, um, you know,
2: we we grew up in, in the early, um, sh- should I say, uh, you know, part of the technological boom. Right. Uh, LCD screens, although they were ink blot uh, LCD screens, um, so yeah, we, we welcome this new age. Uh, and I say that like an old person, but anyway, uh, so so yeah, I I, th- I think that you know there is a space for this, but. Again, at the same time also, I think there needs to be a holistic approach to it. Uh, Mm. Technology uh, with other resources working side by side. And again, uh, we're not saying we we have to eliminate because you cannot eliminate the role of an educator in the classroom in terms of this. Um, But uh, just just your final word, Marius, I mean, if if, if we're looking (laughs) at digital technology now moving into the future, where do you see this technology going? If you have to speculate in the next
0: 10, 15 years, where do you see this technology going? I think we'll see a lot of more online learning happening, yeah. um, learning becoming international. It's now very possible for somebody sitting in Malmesbury to get a degree from Harvard mm. without ever going to America. Um, you know, So I think it's going to become much more international, much more online, much more video-driven, um, much more audio-driven. I think we're moving away from the written word quite a lot, which could be a bad thing, but could also be a good thing. Um, and I think I think we're we're going to see a generation of young people who are so integrated with technology who aren't afraid of it, who aren't mm. afraid to experiment and take yeah. chances. Um but I'd like to take a, a step back from that and go the onus of the parent and of the teacher is still to make sure that the child that you raise is a good person. I mean that's that's the bottom line. Um, and that they're aware of their surroundings, that they're aware of people that they interact with, and whether they do that digitally or face to face, that doesn't really matter so much um you know we our focus should be on on making sure that the child develops properly and you can do that with technology and you can do it without technology.
2: Marius Duplessis, Catalyst uh, via Africa, thank you for joining us uh, this uh, evening and, 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 and uh, taking us into this new age of technology <laughs> in the classroom. Uh, let's hope uh, the next time we chat um, we'll have uh, LCD screens in, in our classrooms. And, and you'll
1: be sitting in Durban World.
2: Oh yes, and getting a degree getting,
1: getting 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 from Oxford. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having All the best thank Thanks Marius. Thanks a so lot. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM.
1: Education in Daba on the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM stereo.